Welcome to episode 152 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 152 of I Am Talk with Coach Sean Houston and Devin James Oz. How you going mate? Good, yourself? And downloading too much porn, eh? <laughs> too, many, too many two hour super, super feature length movies. No. Um, <laughs> you threw me there. <laughs> my, my, my ISP provider slowed down my internet today in New Zealand. We have terrible internet kind of connections and stuff and uh, I have what, an unlimited plan and which means you pretty much can download a lot but if you have one day where you download a huge amount they'd stop you know make you real slow the next day and so what happened was uh, I got back from the weekend away and I downloaded all my favourite podcasts and stuff and did some work on the computer yesterday and they've slowed me down today no porn mate it's tricky we're working off paper today that's right so it could be interesting couldn't it mm. but I am talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com oh, the best coffee enter discount code I am talk trybuys.com get on there for the best deals in the world and athlinks.com social networking for endurance athletes for all your tracking results and social needs tell you what John it's a big week for news isn't it I emailed Bevan yesterday saying uh, wait uh, I sent him the show notes on Mondays we record the shows Tuesday morning I said here are the show notes but I'll hopefully have some more news for you by tomorrow because it's looking pretty thin and there's been no new new news overnight Okay, so we've got our news we've got a high five what's high five on uh it's been sent in from us to us, and it is on long haul flying. Nice. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a website of the week. Coaches corny. Been doing some peas, mate. It's returned. Oh, nice. This first, is. In the, what's the series called? First uh, Iron Man for first timers. Nice. And I think it must be about part four, and it is training for the bike. Oh, nice. And lastly, we've got a couple of questions and answers at the end. Actually, remind me then because I've got one I need to bring up. But anywho, first of all, the big time news for the week. Well, John, there was one race, and it was a pretty important race. It was the uh, 70.3, which was uh, Singapore, which is going to be the big showdown between Macca and Crowey. Yep. And uh, apparently, it was pretty good competition. A thousand people were entered, so mm-hmm. it's nice. S- solid. And uh, I think. Uh, we had to. We've gone on to tryjuice.com to get our results of this because the uh, Ironman site is pretty poor. There's, there's no, no, no there's coverage no results on there. Yet, yeah. um, you can kind of half find results, but uh, Tryjuice have got it gone on to the job and they've got the results up there. So first place, Craig Alexander, 347. Second, Chris McCormick, 350. And third, Simon Thompson, 354. Pete Jacobs was there in fourth and Ronaldo Colucci was in fifth. So... I believe that uh, Crowe and Macca did come off the bike together and, and uh, Crowe put all that time into him on the run. So, In the later stages of the run, they're saying. So. Yeah, he's, he's really got the wood on Macca. I mean, um, if, you, if you look at the results, the, the only time that Macca's beaten him in the last three or four years has been uh, that time in Kona when, when Crowe made his debut. So uh, whether that can transform across to Kona this year will be really interesting to see, but he certainly seems to have it on... The half Ironman distance, and uh, we'll wait and see what happens at Ironman this year. Well, it'd be nice to see, you know, because, you know, Mecca did kind of have a rough day in um, Kona last year with his bike, so it'd be interesting to see them actually go head-to-head in conditions yeah. where they both could bring their A-game. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's not going to happen. Because the year Kona. before, you know, like, it's, as much as Mecca beat Crowe, it was Crowe's first year, and he probably yeah. kind of held back at times not knowing what he was doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see them both experienced on the day without, you know, and Brownie in good form as well. Yeah, could could be. be a good Kona. Could be. Oh. It'll be interesting to see if it comes down to a running race again, uh, whether, whether, whether some of the bikers get away. 
Oh, the Rockets we'll, do get away, but they blow. We'll be there. We'll let you know what's happening we'll live. Be, yes. Well, not live. We may do some live stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll see. We'll you're, the, you're the technology man. Okay, that's my job, is it? You can yeah. do it. I know. But you need you need one of those sticks for the internet. Right. So maybe we'll get one of those, because you can. You can use stream. Yeah. yeah. We can We can actually do live filming. Albert. Albert can hook us up with some live... Uh, some live. We just need internet. Yeah. If we can get, if we can get one of those little... Hook- yeah, we're gonna, look, that's what I'm going to do for you guys, just because that's how much we care. It's, it's happening. Okay. Uh, by, by the way, just on a side topic there, we booked our tickets for Kona last week. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Oh! Yeah. Okay, what happened on the girl side of things? Uh, haven't had a lot of reports there. Jodie Swallow... Uh, kind of dominated the Tokyo, didn't she? So first and second, both ITU girls. Um, Jodie Swallow, 419. It's a pretty fast time. Um, I looked at last year's results. Rebecca Keat won last year in about 4.25. Yep. Andrea Hewitt was in second place in 4.30. And uh, Andrea is one person that you don't want to get into a duel with if it's going to be tight. And uh, she generally comes out on top. And she's pretty strong at the end, is she? Yeah, she's pretty gutsy. Yep. And uh, third place was uh, Teresa Marcel in 4.30. Were they coming in with a duel, were they? Uh, I haven't, I haven't heard reports yet. Andrea's not back till tomorrow, um, but it was only 15 seconds in it. So, yep. um, yeah, it was interesting. It's really seeing the short course girls dominate the long course girls. Kate Major was there in fifth and 4.44, so she was like 24 minutes off the pace. So do you think what's going to happen is that you're going to get the, the second-tier ITU girls and guys kind of thinking, well, I'm not going to win many ITU races. There's not much money in it for me. I'm better to go to halves. Uh, I think you get a bit of both. I mean, those girls are top tier ITU girls. Yeah, um, true. Andrea's, uh, you know, a got eighth in the Olympics. Eighth in the Olympics. Jodie Swallow's been on the podium for for the UK. Yeah. Um, so I think you you get a bit of everything. I think you'll, you'll see the second tier guys maybe moving more to Ironman. I think you're always going to get a bit of a drift into the halves. You know, you see Sam Warner um, winning races this year. You see um, quite a few of the guys coming to Ironman Ironman New Zealand this year. You saw Dirk Bockel. So I think we'll see quite a few of the second-tier guys <coughs> moving to Ironman, and I think especially this year, maybe next year, you'll see even quite a few of the, the first-tier guys trying their hand at um, half Ironmans, especially early in the season and maybe late in the season. So um, they probably won't want it to interfere with their main races with the, the new World Championship Series. Okay. Ooh, um, okay, the other big piece of news... Which we broke last week. Which we've already broken was that... Iron Man Utah, St. George, Utah. is officially happening, but we told you about that last week. But May the 1st, 2010. And uh, standard WTC is going to be 50,000 prize money. 65 slots. Mm. So where did these come from? That's a question we need to find the answer to. Yeah, because someone, said, someone I can't remember who sent through an email, but they're saying that maybe they'll take them away from New Zealand, but in the end they didn't. So... It's, uh, they've got to come from somewhere, and, and, and I don't know where. So uh, if anybody knows, yeah, please do send us in, whether they're just going to increase the size of the field. Maybe yeah. they're going to do that. But there's, I see the slots at a number of 70.3 races as well now. So uh, who knows what they're going to do. But you know, there's certainly scope for them to put another couple of Ironmans on in, uh, in both Europe and in the States. And if they do that, where are these slots going to come from? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's one of the, the issues of expansion, isn't it? Mm. Mm, okay, well, there you go. Well, that was our news. Yep. Brought to you by Xtry. Xtry.com. So go on there. They've probably got more news. In fact, they have got quite a few little promos on there. If you go on there, there's a little report from Crowey, a um, report from Rebecca Keat. That's one other thing from uh, the 70.3 race at the weekend. So the news continues. Oh, wait a second. Um, Rebecca Keat. Because you went to Xtry and had a look, didn't you? I did. And uh, she had to pull out of the race. So sort of Rosie? Yeah. Rebecca Keat got, uh, got stung by jellyfish. Ooh. And then Yvonne Van Vlerken, Schmerken, Lurken, yeah. um, was miles off the pace in the swim and then got a puncture. Uh, um, yeah. But 
Your convenient puncher. Then there's another story coming oh. out that uh, apparently there were tacks being placed on the road. About four or five people um, had to pull out because they rode over tacks. Apparently somebody was scattering a bit, a few um, thumbtacks on the road. We've heard that one before in, in different races around the world. Well, why would people just, do that? Just loser, disgruntled um, members of the public. If it goes past their house and they want to go for their Sunday morning walk and there's a few bikes going past, they just get a bit upset. Well... That's just not a very nice way to act, John. It's not a very nice way to act. We wouldn't do that, would we? We wouldn't. We do not encourage that behaviour. Okay, well, discussion of the week. So last week we talked about, um, you know, we've been a bit hard on WTC lately, although we have had quite a few emails in the background behind this discussion saying, still digging into (laughs) (laughs) But we thought this week it's about love. It is. It's our love show, isn't it, John? And I'm going to be trying to be really positive through this. I will have one precursor before I start being positive. You can't can't say, I hate you, but I love you. no. It's um, I'm focusing on what WTC do rather than what um, you know what when the Ironman sport was was found and you know like John Collins and all those guys. Yeah, because this is different years, times. It was different times. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna that was like on. the drawn triple challenge. You know, it was just it was. It was just a bit of fun. Was, and that was a one-off event. Yeah, is it not repeating? Not not at this stage. It's not an annual event at least. No, yeah. Might be a biannual. Bi-annual. So anyway, Here we the, go. this week was uh, what are WTC doing that's good? And I'll okay. start off with Rich Coleman. Okay. Not sure whether it's the WTC or John Collins who I owe a tremendous uh, debt of gratitude. Between them, they've given me a lifestyle that has made me healthier and happier. They've also indirectly brought me into contact with training buddies who have become very close friends. Other than surfing, I can't think of any other sport that offers a participation, a total way of life in the manner that Ironman does. Nice. Well, I'm going to go Gary Fegan because until you do, I will. WTC do a great job in Kona. Like uh, Lars mentions, they do, don't do it in other races until recently. So it will be interesting what happens now that they've absorbed North America's sports. This is interesting, actually. You were talking about this, weren't you? Well, yeah. Someone else was emailing. Oh, things WTC do as well. Uh, for us, without a tattoo, we can wear our Timex watches, T-shirts, jewellery, aftershave, etc. They are very good at litigation. Oh, his actually isn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a, a, show, it's a, a show cynical. Bevan not doing his peas. I was just sitting here waiting for you to read that and uh, see how long it would take you. Fantastic at having intermittent coverage and athlete tracker facilities that never quite add up, especially on the run. They're wonderful at taking your money in a year in advance, keeping high interest accounts and making even more money. Probably the best thing... Uh, or the best companies ensuring 90% of the professionals completing, competing are living below the poverty line. The race organizers, on the other hand, mostly put on a good event. WIM UK still looks shabby compared to USA and other European events. Well, Gary, <laughs> I should have read that. First. You should have read that. Before. Should have done your piece. <laughs> okay. Hence, Gary's let us down again. <laughs> Why I don't read any of his posts. <laughs> Righty ho. My next one is Jared uh, Smith. They give us hype which is needed these days to have any kind of profile, marketing and promotion around the sport, something that independents cannot and don't do. Okay, Mark Snelson. Uh, they lay on excellent races for supermen like us. Well, that's true. Also, I consider that they are turning off lots of their core support. You can't deny that they're still leading the way until challenge organisations steal their crown. And my last one is Daniel Kasak. Uh, number one, they gave us a great name, Iron Man. They provide us with so much controversy, controversy, which makes Bevan and John happy. Yes. Uh, number three, they keep the sport in the media. Number four, they provide a platform for pros um, where stars can market themselves. And number five, in the end, they let they let uh, Alexander. No, I'm not going to make a hash of this. Nicopolius. Nicopolius, age group of the week who missed Kona due to cancer, start in Kona with a wild card. Didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, 
Last but not least, they offer a series of very well-organised races all over the world. Yeah, and uh, Jay Waters, in a society where fast food giants and the like are charging changes people's lives for the worst, WTC through Ironman is certainly promoting fit, healthy, active lifestyles. And actually, Andrew, they're an Ironman that made you guys bring us Ironman Talk or Iron Talk. So, That's right. Yeah. Right, Bevan? Okay, well, you know what? As much as we kind of do diss them a lot, you know, they do put on a bloody good event. And I don't know if we can put on that to race organisers, but I'm sure they have a lot of systems behind this. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of it's all manualised and it's all systems and stuff. And uh, when you're doing, like, I remember doing the Coast to Coast mm-hmm. and then doing Iron Man the next year after that. Yeah. And just miles apart in the <laughs> yeah. way it's organised and so I think they, they run really good events and you know it's exciting and they do know how to create hype and they get communities involved and um, so I enjoy that aspect of it I did enjoy Kona uh, yeah. it's times that I feel a little bit ripped off at Kona but I think it's a pretty cool experience um, they, I, as much as we do give them a hard time about the fact that um, keep it positive keep it positive no 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 we're, the, the stuff that goes on ESPN is a bit too much about age groupers that is great exposure for the sport and I don't mm-hmm. think the sport would be where it is if they weren't on ESPN and you think of how many smaller sports like ours would love the exposure Ironman gets on ESPN so you know the exposure they do get good exposure for the sport and I think it's really good for the sport because I'm sure the numbers we have in the sport right now and the popularity of the sport really comes down to the exposure they're able to get mm-hmm. so it's really good um, I don't know you go you going to leave any for me yeah okay, I've, yeah. Got, I've got a list oh Oh, you can list six, prepared. your top six. Yeah. Number one, they put on good events, which we've already discussed, yep. and uh, I don't think there's any disputing that. You pay, pay a fair whack to race, but they do put on a good Yeah, but good you know race. what? I, I do think that you pay a good dollar, but you feel you get your money's worth. Yep. Yep. Uh, number two, uh, I think they have really good cover- live coverage of Kona. Yep. Um, you know, you can quite easily sit in front of that the whole day. Uh, I have. And I'm talking Kona here. Yep. I'm not going to get negative. Uh <laughs> Number three, they've uh, established a 70.3 series, and I think that's going to take them to a whole new level, I think, as a business. I think it's a fantastic move. When do you think they're going to do, uh, like, a points series for 70.3? Well, that's, I think, the next step that they need to make, and hopefully they do make, is yeah. uh, they've got a lot of races now, um, but it'll be great to have um, some regional championships, maybe an American championship, a European championship. Uh, yeah. I think that would be fantastic, and I think that will offer a lot to pro athletes further down the track, and also helps... The race organisers, if they're struggling with the half Ironman event, um, it gives them automatic um, good yep. good coverage and, and a lot of potential to, to sponsors and so on. So I think that's a really good thing. Nice. Um, people have already said it keeps the sport in the media. You know, yep. if, if we just look at say New Zealand for an example, you can look at the the coverage that Challenge gets. Granted, it's still a smaller event versus what Ironman New Zealand gets. It's poles apart. Um, yep. Just because it's got the Ironman name and it's well established and it's been around a long time. Yep. Uh, they work with charities, yeah, so I think that's do good. good work with charities, yeah. isn't it? So in a different, you know, obviously the, the, the Janus Foundation, whatever it's called, um, is the main Ironman one, but when you go to other races around the world, uh, like Ironman New Zealand has uh, CF, CF. Yep. Uh, so I think that's good. And as other people said, they've provided us and other media outlets with, um, with content and races, and uh, so I think, yep, yeah. they, do, they do some good things. I think there's, there's lots of areas they could do better. But um, they certainly do some good things. Yeah, I think their fundamentals are good, you know, mm. like at the end of the day. Um, so there you go. Okay, John, so I've got to find a piece of paper now, don't I? Piece of paper. Okay, what's this week's discussion? Well, we, 
ages ago we had uh, people sending in their ideas for discussion of the week. Yep. And uh, this one was sent in from Mal James. Oh, and, good old Mal. Uh, good old Mal. And he said, uh, mental tricks to get you through bad patches in training and races. Nice. So things you guys do to get you through the dark side okay. and back onto the, the happy green fields. Do you like Mal Meninga? Mal Meninga was a great centre Canberra Raiders. Oh, you, I didn't think you're much of a loogie. No, 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 my league. Oh, All sports. Yeah, nice. For those of you around the rest of the world, you probably don't know what we're talking about, but Mel Meninga, or Smell My Finger used to say smell to you. <laughs> he was a pretty good player. The green machine. The green machine. Radio. That's this week's news and discussion. Brought to you by X-Try, and let's put some music on. Trooper of the week, and uh, it's a first this week. It's a first. It's, well, it's, it's a first, 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 first. Yes, because our age group of the week got nominated by two people in the same week. So not I just must, once. Not just once. Twice. twice. And it's a pretty noteworthy. That's never happened before, has it? No, it hasn't. and that's in nearly three years of doing the show. Yeah. So this is legendary standout beyond legendary. So first person who nominated this uh, individual was Ali Dennis, Mr. Striding uh, On. If you want to get some great running DVDs and swimming DVDs, go to stridingon.com. Stridingon. Yep. Um, that rhymes too, doesn't it? That's it a good does. name, so stridingon.com. Stridingon. <laughs> <It's all happening. laughs> and anybody in Christchurch um, looking to run a Striding On clinic great. down here in July. So. <clears throat> and it's really great. I did a course, and you've done it before, and it's if you're looking to improve your running, get on it. Mm. Right, you go. Um, hi, guys. I have an excellent candidate for age group of the week. This guy trains with my swim squad... Uh, and and with David sleep when you're dead, Craig. Uh, nice, nice he's hardcore. Uh, his name is uh, Dino Gaskin, and his achievement is much more than the 914 Ironman New Zealand result, which placed him second in his age group uh, it's overall. Over did New Zealand, yeah, and ahead of many pros. His result comes in many years of rehabilitation after a crash in at 2000 Ironman. In that race, Dino was collected by a van, leaving him with serious injuries that threatened to end his career. It's taken Dino a long time to get back to the form he had eight to nine years ago. Now, at 35 years of age, he was able to put together a perfect race where he himself was surprised with the result. His 59-minute swim, 506 bike, and 303 run were all nice improvements race. on his previous two years' efforts, where he was uh, nearly an hour slower. Dino achieved his long-term goal of qualifying for Kona and has made all the sweeter because of what he had to overcome. The modest, uh, this modest member of our swim squad never shies away from a challenge and always puts in 100%. He has been an inspiration to others he trains with and is a well-liked guy. Dino is a living proof that dreams can come true. I like the way you did the reading there, actually, mate. What's that? Because well, John had one piece of paper well over to the left and one to the right, and you guys wouldn't have known that. Sharing. You should be a newsreader. I should be. Yeah, really. Judy Bailey, look out. Well, she's gone. I know. But, but you should have gone for her job when she left. Simon Dallow, He's look a, out. It's terrible. You don't like him? No. Do you watch three or one? What? Three. Oh, okay. Who's on three? Mike. Mike, Mike, he's a crush at shed, but carry on. Oh, sorry. So, okay, so then the second email came in from Natalie Smith, and she said, like, nominate Dino, what he says, doesn't mean Gaskin, for his awesome performance in IM Taupo a few weeks ago for Age Gripper of the Week. He has completed three IMM races, however, at Taupo this year, he had a breakthrough result, and it really was. He went, so in 2001, he did 10.15, 2007, 10.07, and 2009, 9.14. That's huge, isn't it? It's a solid time. That's, and- 
It's a, massive. 303 marathon, that is right up there. Yeah, uh, man. Um, we should have had a look, actually, where that ranked his marathon time overall, but I, it would definitely be in the top 10 overall. Oh, it got 14th overall, second age grouper behind Craig Kirkwood. What makes Steno's success even more deserving is that he's had a number of injuries over the years. The main one was four weeks prior to his first planned Ironman in 2000, where he was hit by a van breaking two vertebrae in his neck and severing his uh, accessory nerve. Uh, his fantastic performance in Taupo this year qualified him for Kona, something that he's been trying to achieve for 10 years. I think this is an awesome achievement. It really is, eh? 9.14. Can't beat it. Yeah, well, fit, I couldn't. Fit, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Solid performance. Well, I think, you know, like, he's, he's a real example of, you know, if you stick at the sport and you're willing to put the hard yards in, you know, like, he's he obviously wasn't someone who came off, you know, he's obviously someone who's just done the yards over the years and built up, built up, and it's part of a 9.14. Imagine how he felt on a day been pretty happy yeah yeah because it sounds like it's a bit of a surprise to him the result so Mm. beautiful and it would have been nice for him uh running past some pros and stuff as they were faltering yeah because uh because he would have been finishing strong on the run too yeah eh? yeah. 303 on that course is that's a bitch in time yeah it's very solid so what'd you do on there I haven't run that fast. I think i've I've, uh, only ran 308 i think yeah 308 might be as well but it's it's a solid course okay well uh What's his name? Dino. Dino. Good old, that's a good nickname too, eh? Dino. I love an O. O? Well, that's what the leagueies do, isn't it? Just put an O on the end No, what do they say? Um, Richie. E. It's all an E with e. league, isn't it? Yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. Newsom. Me. Dino. You are our age group of the week. week. Legendary, because first time ever. Ever, ever. I'm just trying to put more time on here, John. We're okay. We're pad- I've, I've got content right? plenty here. You don't need to pad anymore? It's okay. sufficient. Okay, here's some music. Side of the week. I lost it for a second there, didn't I? I did. Now, John, you, you've you've done a good job with this website of the week, but you kind of not really remember who sent it in. I can't no remember who sent it in, but whoever that was, thank now, you. I think much. they sent it directly to you because I don't remember seeing this website. Okay, they may well have done. So it's someone in your little loop. Mm. Mm, you still can't remember, can you? No, that didn't help you, did it? No. no. Okay, well, the website of the week this week is www.triathlonsummit.com. And John, why is this so great? It's good. Good site. Well, basically, what they're doing is they're doing uh, live podcast, not podcasts, webcasts of okay. interviews with some really big names in the sport. And this uh, of all, it's free. Um, I haven't actually watched or listened to one yet. Uh, I registered last week, but they're well through the series. And the thing is, um, they obviously try to upsell you, but basically, it's free to watch it live. And then, if you want to, so get, how do they try to upsell you? Well, if you want to, then if you don't get to see it live, then they try to sell you the, the back issues um, oh, okay. and, and various other resources. And then they've got a whole DVD package with all of them together. So, um, if you watch it live, it's free. And that's why I wanted to. I haven't listened to one yet because I know they're well through the series. But there's some. Some great names there. Um, you've got guys like Dean Carnazes, uh, Joe Friel. Um, Go does Total Immersion. immersion. Go does Total Immersion. Uh, Heather Golnick. Um, <clears throat> and quite a few others. Well, and maybe you found it because that person was saying... Yeah, that was that uh, Crescendo. Does it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sent through. We're actually trying to line up an interview with Heather Golnick as well. Because um, they're trying to put on new races, aren't they? Yeah, it's, but we'll wait, we'll wait. I haven't had a reply yet, so we'll wait okay. and see if that happens. But it looks like a great, you know, free resource. Um, some some great names in the sport, and uh, it's well worth a look. And um, running. I think the next one is on tomorrow. They're on Tuesday. Okay, so they're basically US time. Eastern US. Yeah, eight p eight eight pm, uh, US Eastern time. So would that be here? That You're is going to be Wednesday, 
early afternoon. Okay. So about Wednesday, 1 o'clock, I think, or 3 o'clock. So it's well worth a look. It's free. Looks we like a nice guy who goes to start it. Oh, good old Kerry Sutherland. Kerry Sutherland. He does the NLP, so he's obviously pretty smart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, that's yeah. Let's go through his ear. Joe Friel's there. Okay, Scroll down. Dr. Nicholas Romanoff, and he is un- uncovered. Run faster with less effort using yeah. gravity. Next up, they've had uh, Danny Dreyer. Discover how to run fast with little effort and free yourself from knee, hip, and ankle injuries. It's all about no effort, eh? I'm going to do this because I, I don't want to put no effort. I just want to, you know, you fly with results. It. Yeah. And then we've got old Terry Lachlan. Lachlan, and he's uh, total immersion. And then learn how to get a unique piece of equipment to get you faster. Good old Hunter bikes. Allen. Hunter Allen, he's a real power guru. Is he? Um, he works with a lot of the top cyclists. Okay. Have a go on it. We've talked about her. Uh, Patrick John Cole. Uh, uh. Mentally prepare yourself for the big race. Oh, ties in nicely with peak our... performance um, sport. Ties in nicely with our discussion of the week this week. Yep. Revealed triathlete strength and training secrets for faster times and less fatigue by JC Santana. Apparently plays guitar as well. <laughs> and then we've got Cliff English, and he's talking about high-tech power stuff. He's the coach of uh, Sam Warner. No, okay. not Sam Warner. Um, Sam McGlone. Uh, learn the diet secrets to take your triathlon performance to the next level Brandon, uh, Brandon Brazier and as, uh, just as a side point here ne- on next week's show um, we're mo- most likely having an interview with uh, David Howman who's a guy from WADA he's a secretary uh, you did one yeah he is he's a, a director general he is how'd you manage how'd you pull that off I've got, con- I've got connections and I'll give them some love next week so. how'd you manage that Sensational he, work. He is a Kiwi as well. Yeah. So uh, wow, man, he's so like a guru. Director General of WADA is should be what on the show ask next him? week. Well, that's the thing. Well, what the good drugs are? I've got, I've got a list of questions to ask. But if you've got any questions you want to put to WADA, I got these recipes, people. Maybe we've topped this show. <laughs> let us know. Oops, I'll spit on the screen. That's, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good. Screen. Uh, and the other one, uh, the week after that, we've got Emily Miazga, our nutrition guru, coming on to talk about coast to coast and nutrition so if you've got any nutrition questions you want answered um, fire them in we are delivering you, you've nailed that one mate I, I saw we were getting someone from water I didn't realise it was like director general yep wow going places you have some interesting insight eh should do yeah yeah so yeah, well, that'd be really fascinating <laughs> wow um, triathonsummit.com yeah, is our website of the week beautiful here we go let's put some more music what are we doing next here we go one, two, three, four, half five, and this one's been sent through from... Ali Hollington. Good old Ali. It's an Ali show almost, but different Ali, so we can't say that. Yeah, but Ali's gone hard out. She sent us through like a couple of high fives, a few websites, so well, she's gone pretty solid. should have saved them because we've done the Ali show. Well, no, but she can't do two high fives in one show. Oh, uh, true. But yesterday... Because I got an email from Ma- the Holy Hammer. Holy Hammer. Did Martin you see Hebrew. that, did you? Ma- has done a full show for us. Yeah. They'll and- be coming... Coming soon. He gets the show named after him, doesn't he? He does, because he's gone the full... Yeah, if you do the whole show, you get the whole show named after you. But anyway, good old Ali Hollington sent through this week's high five on more travelling tips, really, isn't it? Yeah. Hi, guys. uh, You rock. Yes, we rock. I am new. To- uh, I'm now totally addicted to my I Man well. Talk podcasts, which is now I Am Talk. Twenty press-ups for you, Ali, and I'm slowly listening to all the episodes from scratch. Even walk the shops and around, uh, pack and save with you going. The only problem is uh, I have to. I have a cheapy freebie iPod, and if I push the next show button yeah, by mistake, that's the problem with the shuffle. I go back and listen to the whole show before yeah. I catch up to where I missed. But seriously, 
I've gained a lot of useful insight um, that helped me to a 1049 Ironman PB uh, in Taupo last Saturday, which was a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Now I'm resting and then building up for roads. Nice work. Oh, bring it on. Any tips on doing two Ironman four months apart? Oh, you'll be sweet. <laughs> That's your tip. Just, you'll be sweet. <laughs> just make sure you recover from Taupo. <laughs> What's your tip? You'll be sweet. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I don't think you ever answered my question on how to run faster. I sent in a few months ago but managed to crack four hours and not die as much as usual. But any more tips? Gratefully received. Well, you we'll don't do some because you got it. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't cover that, but just, just yeah, let's move on. Just, <laughs> just making yourself look bad. Hard enough and crack into it. Okay, so now I'm going to ramble with some info maybe you want to use on the show. Okay. Just listen to show number fifty with long haul travel tips. I have a few more after twenty eight flights between UK and NZ over the years. Better plant more trees to lower my carbon footprint. Exactly. Number one, Bevan. Okay, ask for the exit seat. Buy emergency exit with le- extra leg room or row seats that are fine. The first class seat, you get more foot room basically. And this is true because John and I booked our flights to Kona last week. <laughs> and I noticed that Bevan got Bevan got <laughs> and then he sends through his seats and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So I went on the other aisle side. Oh, you got on the one. What did you do? Did so, you do? so you picked one aisle seat. Yeah. And so I'm on the next row of seats in the aisle seat there. So we've both got aisle seats. Well, I gave us so we're in the exit row. So we're with the door. Oh, that's so right. No, no, room. that's right. But yeah, on our domestic flight. Oh, so I don't care about domestic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, but on the international, I did well, didn't I? You did do well. Yes. Um, but we do have to suck in the, the fumes of the feces when, we, when you sit there. Oh, I don't mind. I'd rather feces smell than no leg room. <laughs> and we will have the babies lined up right next to us as well. Yeah, I'm just hoping there's no babies. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I would rather have that than no leg room. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've travelled a lot. I know these things. <laughs> so bit of baby smell, bit of poo smell. It's good for you. Keeps okay. you fresh and alive. So number one, number one is pick the aisle seat. And Bevan's top tip is if you get to choose your seats... Try to be exit in that rows. front row right at the exit. Yeah, or the exit row that we they give you more leg room there. Mm. Yeah, great. Number two. Number two. Passing the paper around. Ask for special needs foods. Um, oh. I usually go veggie as it's served first. Eat the hot food. Save the wrap muesli bar for the transit lounge, and then you take your tray back to the ear hostess. Ear hostess. Oh, this but is a good tip. It and back to your seat with all the evidence of your eating tray already removed. And they give you a meal. normal meal. That's a cunning plan. Also go to ear hostess, ear hostess um, but mid-flight, as there are often goodies and baskets, leftover packets of peanuts, yeah. cookies, etc., that you can munch, and the less observant passenger may miss out. Well, John, that's really good. That's a cunning. I haven't used that one before. I'll tell you what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to have the eating challenge on the way. To- okay, we're going to have to have the eating challenge. Oh, we'll see how many we can get. Yeah, that's the, that's the challenge. Really, we're not going there to race. So we no, we just, get fat. We'll, 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 we'll redo this feature in about six months' time. Actually, it's quite cunning. So when you book into your flights nowadays, when you're going on the internet, they say, do you want special meals? Mm-hmm. So you can say, okay, I'm a vego. You get your vego. Eat really quick. Go sit back down. Yeah. And you can have a freebie. Because they do come around pretty early. That's yeah. a good tip. I have not thought of yeah, that before. Yeah, that's, that's legendary. Number three, like Bevan, get on the plane last with seat already allocated. Unlike EasyJet, why wait for a queue to sit down for an hour earlier or get in for a 12-hour flight to do yoga, walk around, stretch? This is the Ironman Talk podcast, ideally. Instead of queuing up, um, get on, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, basically. And that's one of my tips as well, is if you're on peasant class, which I tend to always seem to fly on, I've never had first 90% class. 90% people do. Yeah. 90, probably 98% people yeah, do. Yeah, I have done business a couple of times, but never first class. Because mm. in some first class, you get your own room. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. But anyway, um, if you're the last person on the plane, you can always see where there's empty rows of seats, mm. and you don't go to your seat, you go to those mm. seats, and that's one of my tricks. And so. you also don't have to sit down for another... Yeah, 20, what's the minutes. point of being in early? I don't yeah. understand people doing that, eh? The same with kids. Like when we were going on flights with um, because your kids Thomas, go early, they say, "Oh, family people with kids and stuff go on first. And it's like we're getting on last, man. Yeah. We're going to be in there for a long time. Yeah. So that's yeah. a, another tip for, for kids. Nice. Number four. Yes, chat to people around you and make some friends. Explain- Obviously, next to you, so. I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that you're going to be up and down the whole flight. I always get funny looks in the transit lounge for walking laps around the area and lying down with my feet, uh, trying to jam, j- drain my legs. I really suffer from swollen ankles. Okay. It is. It's a good chance to say. Well, yeah, but how, where's the boundary, John? Because, mm. you know, you can say hello and then you get that person who tells you their life story. Yeah. So do you do the whole strategy of sit down, say hello, and then pick up your book? No, you can say more than that. You, what do you, what do you I say? I what do you do? Many, oh, you just have a bit of a chin wag, but I haven't had many life stories. Experiences. Haven't you? Okay, that's yeah. good. Neither have I, actually, to be honest. Maybe we can have a strategy on how to get out of those situations, getting out. We just had probably one of the most legendary parts of Iron Talk history. We're going to try to do that again, but it won't be as good. It won't be quite as good. It never is. When we do the bits where it goes good and then we lose it, uh, it's never quite the same no, second time around, is it? Well, we'll try. So, number five. We got right through to seven, didn't we? We did. Oh, we had an ending that was legendary. Oh, well. Oh. We'll get there. We'll go. Okay. But we'll still do the competition, won't we? Yes. Okay, compression socks is number five. And, and we were saying earlier that um, I prefer to wear compression socks than the whole pants because... <laughs> oh, this is not going to come off very well. Ca- carry on. Carry on. Okay. Uh, why? Because uh, I find the pants are too hot. Yeah. And if you're wearing pants over top of the pants or if you're wearing... Uh, Shorts, or if you get to another location, Ali <laughs> <laughs> prefers to wear um, the, the socks, uh, and I prefer to wear the tights. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> okay, so here's what we came up with. So we were talking. What we were talking about? We we're saying because John was saying. I was saying my my um, little tip here, which is number seven. Was uh, <laughs> we'll do that last bit that next. Um, okay, well, you can merge this into it when you're wearing your compression pants. Yeah, I prefer. <laughs> oh, stop it! Pause. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay which I'm going. Okay, so when I wear my, I would prefer to wear skins on the flights. Um, and what I do is I always pack a pair of shorts, and uh, so I don't put my skins on because I think you look like a dork walking around the airport in your skins. Oh, that's where I went wrong. So I thought you walked around the airport in no, your skins. No. So then I brought up that if you wore your skins around the airport without any pants on, that's a bit odd. It is. So then we came up with a competition, and this is the new I have taught competition. If you can get your photo at an airport wearing. Skin's outfit with thing a top and bottom. Top. We'll we'll see. If okay, we you've got to have a tight top on at least. Yeah. Like yeah. A Poly Pro or, or Nike or, Pro or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's got to be a tight top, and your skin's only. Yeah. At the airport. Yeah. And then what you got to do? And you've got to be in a queue. So there's got to be plenty of people around. You can't just walk in the door, take a photo, and walk out. Yeah. You actually got to go into the airport, be in a queue with a bag. <laughs> take it to the And you take it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got to have a little piece of paper or a sign that says, 
I listen to IM Talk. Okay, that's right. And you're going to take a photo. But look, it's worth doing because what are we going to give? We've got a uh, out of try hoodie. Yep. A black out of try, medium black size yep. hoodie to give away to somebody who does this. Yep. So you go to I, um, what is it? Out of try.com. Check out their gear. So what you're going to do is you've got to go to the airport. You've got to be in line with your skins gear on only. Nothing yep. over the private area. Yeah. And what does it say on the piece of paper? Something like I listen to IM talk. Okay, and get a photo, and we'll put it on the website. But listen, it'll be worth it because those tops are mint. You've got yours on now. I have, yep. Mint. So that's challenge. But how it came about is, yeah, my tip is if you're going to wear skins in the flight, um, don't put them on till you get on the flight, and, uh, and you put shorts uh, and on. And I the generally top. have a pair of shorts. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> you leave the skin gears on only and get on the flight. Yeah, if you get a photo in the plane, yeah, <laughs> with your own skin. Imagine that if you sit next. Would, to, would, would you it, talk to that person? You were, yeah, because you'd have something in common. Well, if they, well, no, if they had only skin gear on, would you only talk to them? Yeah, that? I'd talk to them. So, like, if, like if your you, pants. If you get a picture with, like, in the captain in the, in the, um, <laughs> in, in the front seat or something, we'll come up with even better prize. We'll get you your Iron Talk jersey. Yeah. There we go, beautiful. Number uh, six. The, the number six. Oh, yeah. Uh, Got to do one more, drink loads and keep on moving, wiggling and stretching. And her point number 7B is... Uh, don't you just hate it when you get a prescribed a seat that is one huge mama overflowing into your seat so there's no sp- and there's no spares yep. and you have 12 hours to go. It happened to me once. The next worst thing is a screaming baby. Bevan. <laughs> it was much better the first time. Yeah. When I was, tell me about your one, John. No, I haven't had one. Oh, well, when I was in America one time, yeah. John, <laughs> you've never heard this before. Yeah. I was in America, and I got stuck between two. Honestly, they were, like, bigger than WWF wrestlers. They were huge. Yeah. And I and I couldn't even put my hands on the handrail, and I was, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work this time. But I was, yeah, three hours of pain. How did I bring Thomas into this? Thomas is coming to Kona. Yeah, yeah that's right. You made out Thomas was going to come to Kona, yeah. and I was going to have to look after him. It was good when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's it. <laughs> okay, that's, that's our high five. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Ali, for your input. Love your work. Here we go. Coach's Corner makes a return. It's coming back. It's been a while, actually, hasn't it? It used to be a regular part of the show, didn't it, in the early days? Every week was Coach's Corner. Sometimes crack in the old interviews, and uh, if it's required, I'm I'm prepared to put my... What's Mother's Lapworth's The Holy Hammer? What's his on? Because he did do a Coach's Corner, didn't he? He kind of covered all the bases, didn't he? He did cover all the bases. Anyway, uh, part three of training for your first Ironman. So we have done... What have we done? Can you remember? Uh, I think planning your season. Yep. Um, We've done the swim. Something else, and then <laughs> something else. Maybe an introduction, and then maybe planning your season, and then the swim. Yeah. Part three is training for the bike. Training for the bike. First point I want to make here is <clears throat> these points that I'm going over are targeted at someone doing their first Ironman. Yeah. Somebody who's really just going there to to finish it. You may yep. have some sort of goals. It's not designed for say the performance athlete who's really going there to for the next. To, if to they're trying to lose five minutes off their time. Or something yeah. Like that. It's it's, uh, it's really targeted at the first time. For our first timers out there. Yeah. This is training for the bike. Um, I think if, you, if, you're new, if you're new to all three sports and you don't have much of a background, biking is by far the easiest to pick up. Um, but it really is a, a blue-collar sport. You know, you just got to put the time in. Uh, blue-collar sport, I like that. Yeah. So what's the high-class sport? Um, Probably swimming, really, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 So 
the Ironman, you know, for, for the first time, is the Ironman bike leg is really going to set yourself up for the day. We've talked about the swim. The objective of the swim, you've really got to get through it. Whether you're 10 minutes faster or 10 minutes slower is probably not going to mean that much in the big picture. Um, the bike is really going to set you up. If you bike too hard, can you just end in tears and you end up walking the run. Um, and it's, it's pretty difficult to bike too slow because you should be able to make that up on the ride. So main main aim of the game is to be... Uh, pretty steady and just consistent all the way through with your training and with your racing and I really think that <clears throat> either the use of a heart rate monitor or a power monitor or something like that just to measure <clears throat> where you're at and control yourself eh? yeah and on the day just making sure you don't bike too hard because I would estimate that at least two thirds of the people that do Ironman um, whether they're experienced or inexperienced ride too hard and they end up, up just blowing up on the run so the thing is <clears throat> got, you're right there mm-hmm. yep. um, <laughs> yeah, the thing is is do you Want to go in with a goal time? If you've done some half Ironmans, um, if you've if you got some experience in half Ironmans, I think you'll have a ballpark idea. Yeah. Say, for example, you do six and, a half, six and a half hours for a half Ironman, and if it's pretty similar course to what you, you, you're planning you for your Ironman, yeah. double six and a half gives you 13 hours, probably t- say 14 hours or something like that. Yeah. It's probably going to be ballpark realistic yeah. what you can do. But I mean, on a bike, are you going to think, okay, well, I want to ride six hours? No, not really. I mean, again, you have a ballpark idea, but I don't think you should ever ride to time. Yeah, so if you're not staying to, let's say you think you're going to ride six hours and you're looking at six and a half, maybe, you know, you don't want to think, oh, I want to try to catch up that half an hour. No, no. riding to heart rate and uh, and using other tools is, is the best day, uh, right. best thing to cover. And the other thing that's going to be really important um, and will be covered in a future episode is going to be nutrition because nutrition on the bike is massively important yeah. and it's quite hard to get right, but we'll cover that. That'll be a whole separate topic. Great. Um, okay, so when you, in terms of planning your build-up, uh, you know we've talked in the past about the, the Ironman build-up should be around about um, 15 to 20 weeks, no longer. Uh, and for the majority of athletes, unless you come from a, a biking background, I would suggest prior to starting your main build-up, doing a block of maybe four to eight weeks, possibly even longer, of bike focus, uh, so then you can hit your main build up with some good bike volume in your legs, and uh, and during that period it doesn't need to be super Ironman specific. You know, I'd encourage people to do bike races, time trials, other high intensity stuff. Just try to get get a bit more competent on the bike before you start your main build up. Yep. So that's a key num- key tip number one. Um, Okay, there are, when you're actually looking at your whole plan, and if you've sort of got a year plan in, in place, and you know, say Ironman's 20 weeks away, you need to schedule in um, a few key sessions. And really, I think the main ones are you need to ride um, 180 to 200 kilometres um, two to three times. So you just need to spread those out through your build-up, probably not in the first week, um, but approximate timing <coughs> for that probably be, say, about four to six weeks in, seven to nine weeks in, and around about... Um, uh, 10 to 12 weeks in. So for a new rider, you don't want to be doing those kind of rides a lot, do you? I don't think so. You know, I think your typical long ride is going to be, say, and I'll come, come into this later on, but more sort of the four to to, yeah. to six hours. But it is, I think it's really important that at least twice you ride the full distance, ideally probably about three times is, is good. Yep. Um, and again, this, I just want to emphasise this is targeted for first time, yep, so we're just there yep. to finish. Yep. Uh, I think you also need to schedule in two to three half Ironman simulations at Ironman pace, so this is sort of, sort of covering all three sports, so swimming approximately 2K, biking approximately 90, running approximately 15 to 20, all at Ironman pace. Uh, and that's a critical session to practice your nutrition, practice a sustained effort at your Ironman pace um, and it shouldn't be that ridiculously difficult to do that for half Ironman it's always the second half of Ironman that's really hard 
and uh, the other sort of key sessions that I think you want to schedule in, uh, into your sort of year plan is maybe a monthly test of some description. You know, uh, a time trial would be good, yeah. and that can sort of help you measure your progress as you. Yeah, as with our conditions, but with that, eh? critical is. Yeah. Uh, you've been, have you been reading my paper? I actually read ahead. So when you're doing time trials, if you're just using time as your indicator, uh, you have to be very, very aware that weather conditions make a massive difference in terms of your time. If you've got a power meter, then that's pretty conclusive. You can tell whether you're progressing or not over that sort of uh, shorter distance. But I would say, you know, anywhere between, say, a 16 to 30 kilometre or 10 to 15 mile time trial is a good little test to see how your biking's going. Great. Okay, okay. so now what about planning the season, John? Planning the sessions. Your oh, sessions. sessions sorry. Um, as with swimming, or pretty much across all three disciplines, uh, for the average person, I think realistically you want to be aiming for three sessions per week, so three bike rides per week. Great, great. If you can do more than that and you've got more time to do that, that's fine. But I think that the minimum should really be aiming for three three to four sessions per week. Okay, so within those three, what are we looking to do? Uh, okay, uh, first one, I'd, I'd like to see some sort of interval or tempo ride. Um, and I'd say earlier in your, your build-up, um, say in the first half, you probably have make that a bit more strength-orientated, so possibly some more hill works, works yep. um, possibly some... some big chain big, stuff. Yep, possibly some of that. But I'd say the first half of your build-up more strength-orientated, and the second half of the build-up would probably be more course-specific. So if you're doing flat course, you do intervals on the flat, and if you're doing a, a really embrimy type course, then obviously you've got to change that a little bit, but uh, second half of the course should be um, should be flatter. Yep. And uh, to give you a few examples of what some of the things I give people, uh, the first half of the build-up, something like four times 10-minute hill reps. Um, you don't need to be smoking it. Uh, you probably want to stay seated when you're doing your hill reps, keep a reasonably reasonable sort of cadence. Um, but I find that a good little session. And then uh, as you're getting closer to the races, you know, in terms of flat stuff, you just do something similar, looking for around about 40 minutes of, uh, 45 minutes of effort. Um, so maybe four times 10 minutes on the flat or 15 minute reps, um, but a bit longer. And effort should usually be about half Ironman pace um, for, for your intervals and building to maybe a little bit higher than that. If you want to do more higher intensity stuff, I, I think that's okay on occasions, and it's always cool to be if you're out with training mates, occasionally just hammer yourself down, into the yeah. ground, lay a bit of smack down. But you've always got to appreciate that it's got a little bit of a cost associated with it, and it may affect affect other sessions. So, for the most part, intervals um, should be say around about your half Ironman pace, maybe up to Olympic distance pace. And if you're going to go above that, I'd say keep it fairly fairly short. Um, and not too often. Not too often. <coughs> uh, so the, the second session um, you need to be doing is your long ride, and that should be done um, pretty much every week when you're in, your, or should be done every week when you're in your main build-up. Duration of that should be about three and a half hours up to the maximum distance, which is you know your 180 to to 200k. And as we said previously, your typical long ride I would say should be around about four to five and a half hours um, for for most weeks. Yep. Right. Uh, what kind of what kind of intensity are we looking at with those? Uh, I think the first half you build up, you just just riding, just riding, just trying to get the distance done. Um, and the second half of the build up, you've heard Bevan and I talk quite often about this. That's when you want to start incorporating more Ironman paced work, main sets and stuff, main sets, riding long periods on your aero bars at the pace uh, that you're going to race at Ironman. Um, What about the third ride, John? Third ride. You need me, don't you? We work together here, yeah. Uh, Third ride, 
should probably be part of a brick session, so a swim bike run session, okay. and that should really just be a steady session, sort of again, running around two hours. Yeah, around about your race intensity, maybe a little bit easier, maybe a little bit more, um, but it should be around about race pace, and that should probably be. I think it's really important to understand what your race pace is, and that's where maybe having a bit of an understanding of your time can help because. You know, like when I first started training for for Ironman, I used to always do my race pace too hard. You know, I'd end up doing it like an Olympics pace. You know, like yeah. I'd do my twenty minute or my half an hour IM pace, and and I'd smack the crap out of it. And you know, like that wasn't necessarily too harmful to me, but. You know, like when it came race day, I was like, man, I'm going way slower than what I was when I was training. And that was actually, I was racing smart. But, you know, to, I think you do need to understand how your body works and the speed that you need to be training it. And so that's where doing things like working to your heart rate monitor and, and doing some halves to get an understanding of the, about the time you're going to work at. So then you can actually accurately focus on those speeds. Mm. Mm. So I think um, that's where the power meters are so useful because you know, if, if I'm going out training and I'm doing a a race effort work on a on a um a, a long ride. <clears throat> I might be cruising along maybe thirty four k an hour something yep. like that. But in a race situation, I'm probably more going to be going sort of thirty six to thirty seven and a half k an hour. So you've got to factor that in. If you're going to be having race wheels, you're going to have more pressure in your tires. You know, or you're going to be riding on a different bike. Factor that in. That's where power meters are so useful because it's sort of it's cons- consist- water, consistent yeah. across all three. Um, so just bear that in mind. Um, heart rate should be fairly consistent. If you're a bit fatigued, it might be a little bit up or down. Um, but Bevan's right in saying, you know, you need to practice just your, understanding re- your realistic yeah. race effort mm. when you're out there. Okay, um, a couple of examples of interval sessions. I think I've gone over these already. Hill reps, doing 10-minute reps um, would be great. If you haven't got a 10-minute hill, um, maybe doing some... Uh, shorter ones but more reps so you're really looking for about 45 minutes of effort there yep. um, should be moderately hard mostly sitting um, however if you why sitting just because it's good for your strength yeah and also um, you do need to practice getting out of the seat a bit especially if you're a, a, a new to cycling and practicing that movement of getting out of the seat is important I'd say for the most part you're going to get better strength by sitting down and it's more similar to sort of uh, your actual riding position when you're racing yeah uh, and also just when you're riding in, in a seated position try not to move too much through the body you definitely. see a lot of people humping the bike and <laughs> really don't hump the bike having a good shag but <laughs> really just keep your body as still as possible and that way you're actually focusing on strengthening the muscles because what happens is your muscles fatigue and so you start moving to use other muscle groups to actually get you through the movement and you may actually be better to go into easier gear at that stage so you can still use the same muscle groups to get you through the movement keep a nice straight back when you're climbing that yep. helps you engage your core a lot more as well yeah. Uh, so the flat reps I'd do, you know, maybe <clears throat> again three to four times, ten to fifteen minutes, moderately hard on the flat, having around about four minutes recovery. Um, also, like some swimming sets, you know, do some descending work. Yep. Um, maybe six minute reps, descending one to three, four to six. If you're doing six times six minutes descending, and uh, don't always do intervals. Doing some tempo riding is also good. You know, so doing a good thirty to sixty minute block of tempo riding, and by tempo we're sort of meeting moderately hard pace again. Okay. So that's a few ideas on intervals. Um, some of the Ironman specific rides that, that um, I often prescribe is say biking four to six hours and continuously alternating going 20 minutes easy, 40 minutes Ironman effort. Yep. Uh, another similar one is biking five to six hours. Um, once you're warmed up, doing two times one hour at Ironman effort, then do a bit of easy to steady riding, and then later on in the ride doing three and times. And again, it's really important to remember that Ironman effort isn't smacking the crap out of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you think an hour at Ironman effort, you think to yourself, well, it's really hard, but it's, it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, it should be a comfortable pace that you can sit on for an hour. And it's it's a, it's a test of focus. Yeah, um, it really is. Rather eh? than a test of intensity. And that's one where it's the thing where training with training partners can be a bit of a downfall because you do have that kind of, you know, let's smack each other thing mm. happening, and that can be to the detriment of your training. 
So that one was a ride about four, five to six hours, including a couple of one-hour Ironman efforts, some, some easy to steady riding in the middle, and then finish your ride off with um, sort of three 20 to 30-minute half Ironman efforts. And that's a key thing. Trying to be strong at the end of your rides is really important, uh, and that comes back to nutrition as well, making sure you get your nutrition right. Mm-hmm. And the half Ironman simulations, as I've already mentioned, um, you make sure you do those at Ironman effort, and the critical thing is you practice your nutrition um, as well as any other equipment you're going to use, um, try shorts or whatever you're going to use. But practicing that nutrition and, uh, and at race effort and above is absolutely critical. And maybe if you even have a few key rides, like one thing I'd do is like uh, maybe four or five weeks before the race, I'd have a key ride where I'd ride 180 or something like that mm. or do a long ride. And that day I would actually practice race nutrition as well. Mm. And it's quite an expensive thing to do because oh, yeah. to spend the money on it, you know, you end up spending 45 bucks for the ride. But the thing is, is that it's just, it's just worth doing to see what you could take in. And if you haven't done an Ironman, you know, if you haven't practiced that food, come race day, a lot of people just blow up because their stomachs can't handle the amount of food they're putting in or yep. what foods they're putting in. So that's really, really important. Um, just in terms of your race day pacing, um, one thing that I've talked about a lot in the past is I think a really effective way of measuring what your heart rate should be is to, to get a lactate step test done if you've yep. got that available to you. Um, that gives you your, your anaerobic and your aerobic thresholds. Uh, and for the most part during an Ironman race you should be sitting around about your aerobic threshold that's going to vary a bit depending on your, your ability if you're an elite athlete you can go a bit higher if you're going to be out there for you know 17 hours then it might need to be a little bit lower um, but with the critical thing with, when you've got a lab test then you need to match that up against race performances so um, you know, the best thing to do is look at a half Ironman when you've have a, had a well paced race and you've been able to run well off the bike you look at the data from that and you look at your lactate test and you should be able to match the, match the two up and that should give you some pretty good zones that you should be sitting at for um, half iron, for, for an Ironman. So to give you an example, for me personally, if I do a half Ironman, I'm usually going to be sitting around about the 145 mark when I'm on the bike, 145 yep. beats. For, a, for, a, for an Ironman, I'm going to be more sitting about 130 to 135. So it's around about... 12 to 15 diff- beats difference for yep. me and that's pretty consistent for most people if you're going to be out there for longer it might be marginally more yep. uh, always wear your heart rate monitor in lead up races um, whether it's an Olympic distance race or a half Ironman all that information can be critical uh, especially if you run well off the bike if you um, if you blow up on the run that's going to give you really valuable information saying well I can't sustain that in a half Ironman I probably need to tone that down a bit for my next half Ironman yep. and then you'll get better data for your, uh, for your main race some of the um, frequently asked questions. The facts. The, the facts. Yep. Uh, people ask about indoor trainer sessions. Um, so doing wind trainer sessions, a lot of the time they're unavoidable yep. um, because of weather, especially if you're training for an early season Ironman. So typically about one hour on the indoor trainer equates to around about one hour, one and a half hours on the road because you get no break. And yep. It's just a consistent output all the way through. Um, I, I suggest people not doing all their sessions on the indoor trainer if if, if you can if possible yeah. sometimes it's unavoidable but uh, and sometimes you just have to get on there in terms of doing long rides on the indoor trainer that's however long you can last but it's pretty tough I don't know many people that can go above three hours uh, no no good old um, Peter oh yeah no there's people that do it oh but man there's, there's, uh, if you're on a compu trainer it's a lot easier but to go th- above three hours is, tri- is tricky yeah. um, sometimes it is necessary people ask about spin classes uh they're better than not riding at all, but my general recommendation is spin classes. I think they're really good um, for different working different 
Yeah, it's, really it's interesting. Sure it's against stuff, isn't it? I think if you're going to do spin classes, you've got to try find like, for example, Les Mills spin classes actually wouldn't be very good for Ironman. No, but you do get people who do spin classes that are more cycling specific. Like ours are very just intervals, very yeah. short intervals, up down, up down, up down. Whereas if you're looking at there, there are some people out there. I don't know if there's anyone in Christchurch, but there are some that do cycling specific ones when you're sitting in one position for a long period of time. Yeah. So yeah, if you are going to do spin classes, look for ones that are actually applicable to to the sport. And but my advice is to do them not during your build up. Again, if it's avoidable, um, but I think like, even Bevan's classes and Les Mills, I think they'd be great. Something to do maybe in that period before you start your main build up, yep. it spices things up a bit, yep. works your, your top energy systems a bit more. So I think they're worthwhile. Bike racing, um, again, it can be really good training, um, and that would simply replace your interval session for that week. Uh, mm. The bike racing would need to be reasonably consistent so handicap races are much better than scratch races sometimes yeah. scratch races you're just cruising along and then there's short bursts of effort handicap but races problem, are consistent problem for bike races they can be too intense you know yeah. you can work, work way too hard and kind of kill yourself for the rest of the week so you really need to gauge that when you're out there and you know what it's not really about getting a good result in that race it's more just as a training day and you need to treat it as mm. that so infrequent bike races I'd say for first timers yep. uh, and we often get asked about race wheels aero helmets TT bikes the simple answer is yes, they all make a di- big difference, uh, but they're not critical to, to your performance. And, yeah. yeah. Years Especially gone in your by. first race, uh, you know, yeah. your first race, you know, save all that stuff, spend all that money later on when you want to get better and you can want the yeah. easy time, you know. My final point um, if you have some spare time, don't be afraid of being a bit of adventurous with your biking. Um, doing some point to point riding or big weekends is a really good way to boost your fitness. Uh, don't be afraid to do that. It's just critical that you get some recovery um, yep. after those. And probably one other thing that I don't think I mentioned was butt riding in bunches um, for your long rides and for, for any rides really. It's probably okay in the first half of the build up. In the second half of the build up, you want it to be pretty Ironman specific. So it's fine to still ride in bunches but you probably want those bunches to be pretty small and you want to make sure that you've got plenty of time where you're not riding um, in somebody's wheel. Uh, yeah, and, and, and just sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, be really, really mindful of not riding too easy. You know, if you're, if you're going really, really, really easy, you, it's not doing a lot for you. So just, just be mindful of that. You know, doing 200k really, really easy, you'd be probably better off riding 140 um, with some Ironman intervals in there. Nice. Okay. That's it. That's training for the bike. Nice questions and answers. Okay. This one's from not too long ago. The next one's from bloody ages ago. Uh, Ed Hawkins. Good old Ed. You, you want go. me to read it? Okay, good old Ed. Uh, hi, Bev. Hope all is well. I was looking forward to through Try Talk the other day and I came across an excellent post. I was amazed. It is so simple, but such a good idea. Anyway, take care and take a look. Okay, here's the post. Um, when I took my mountain bike to trail leaders qualifications the course tutors recommended carrying condoms in your trail packet specifically to deal with road rash on arms and legs condoms come with their own sterile packet simply rip and bite them off then roll the shred over your injured arm or leg area keeps the wound clean and moist allows you to continue your ride without getting more dirt in and possibly infection simple or what however how can you explain it if your partner finds an empty packet in your pocket after you've been out for a ride with your mates this could be difficult mm. well, it's, it's probably a good point I, don't, I never came off my bike never no once in a race yeah but not really not never no yeah I don't no. come off a lot but mountain bikers come off their bikes all the yeah. time so this is mountain Targeted more at mountain bikers. So you slap out the old condom, <laughs> pull it over your arm or your leg. And sterile, it's sterile, clean. Done. Doesn't look stupid at all. Carry on with your ride. Yeah. And how do you explain it to your partner? It's not going to be very easy. <laughs> not going to be very easy. So, 
uh, you have to get her to buy them for you. That's true. But even just saying, can you buy me some condoms for my writing? Yeah. Look, it's, it's honestly, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. It's suspicions. Especially if you're an opposite sex training partner. It's true. Yeah. There's a few of those out there. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> so thanks for that. And uh, next one in. Came in five years ago? No, I was, uh, it was December. That wasn't that bad. Excellent show. Yeah, it was. That one we did back in December. Oh, I remember. That was excellent, that one. Keep up the great work. I had a question that I figured uh, might make a good Coach's Corner discussion. Short of getting professional stress tests done, what is the best way an everyday joke can determine a good maximum heart rate to properly set training zones? I'm assuming this should be done for each discipline where maximum heart rate for cycling would probably be a bit lower than that for running. There are so many rules of thumb out there, such as 220 minus your age equals maximum heart rate, which doesn't really take into account the real physiological differences. And I follow up to that, how often should I revisit these tests to see if max heart rate has shifted? Uh, I think we covered this actually not that long ago. So the simple tests are, um, I'll go over this really quickly, is to find out your max heart rate um, running, do a really good, um, decent warm-up, and then about a five-minute test. During that five minutes, you're building your pace throughout, so when you're getting towards the end of five minutes, you're at pretty smacking. much smacking it. And then have a hill at the end of that and just sprint up the hill a little bit and that'll give you pretty close to your maximum heart rate. I generally round people's results up maybe about two beats to, to find their actual, um, max. Top, yep. And with the biking, um, I generally suggest just doing a, uh, a gentle incline with a, on a hill uh, and with a little bit of a kick at the end. Same sort of deal. Spend a bit, Do about five minutes or so, building your pace throughout and then just sprint it as hard as you can and that should give you a pretty close to your max heart rate. Nice. Swimming. You don't really look at your heart rate because you can't use it as a training tool anyway. I haven't actually done that. Bevan, how many times have I told you? Read your emails. <laughs> well, I couldn't open them. Oh, yeah, that was my good excuse. <laughs> We've got a couple of, couple of nicknames then. We've got a few coming on, but, but I did get my list, but I haven't been able to open my email, so I couldn't see them. So next week, for those who want to donate to the show, we give nicknames, which is great, mm-hmm. um, or donate to our Kona Fund. Um, that'd be really great. But we've got a few people on the list that haven't got names yet, and we're going to do it. But mm-hmm. it's just because I couldn't open my email. So John's got a couple. Andrew, the Brisbane Bullet. <laughs> the Charles. Brisbane Bullet, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Good. You know well, that I was, was going to do something in reference to the, the ginger hair or yeah, yeah. the pale skin. Because yeah. Charles, Charles is one of the guys who comes on Epic Camp. Good, lovely, good lovely, bloke. lovely man. And he made a sizable donation. We really appreciate it. Uh, so that was one. And then the other one is Daniel, the German Gazette. Nice. Nice. Because I kind of think it was German. He provides us with a lot of news. He is, he is. A gazette, yeah. that, yeah. that sort of G with German. Yeah, yeah, so you did some up. good work there, mate. Now, we've got a few more coming through, and if you've donated, thank you so much. Next week, we promise we'll have them all, because I'll be have to open my email, mm. which is a good thing. Um, just one thing, we've got an email through from Neil Scolds, and that's, that's Romeo yep. and Beth, Juliet. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, they met each other, got married because of us. Yep, it was all us. Yeah, it was all because of us. Just ordered bike jersey. Bike jerseys, this is the last week for bike jerseys. Oh, get on it now then. Get on, on it on. now. But he sent through a photo. And now, I want to put it on this week's website, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to because of not being able to download my email. So if I can't, I definitely will do it well, next no, you can week. come around to my place. Okay, yeah, great. Get I'll it off mine, save it disc. Okay, so anywho... What they did is that they've done a lot of races over the years and a lot of t-shirts from races. And it's like, what do you do with all your race t-shirts? What do you do, John? I bike rags. Bike rags? Yeah. Well, see, that's not very good, John. <laughs> because... Well, they, they tell you what, it's not very good anymore because you keep getting these um, dry, uh, dry fit ones. It doesn't so well, does it? Yeah, but in the old days, man, Good old cotton. Bike rags, yeah. Wow. Beth's mum, and I don't have a name here, but if we could have Beth's mum's name, that'd be great. Beth's mum has made one of those blankets. 
Mm, you know, that. what are they called? Patchwork quilted, quilty, uh, yeah, patchwork quilt. Yeah. yeah. So she's cut out all the the kind of the pictures where you have on the race on it, and and obviously these guys have done a lot of races. Yeah. Because it was a pretty big bloody blanket. If you, yes. you saw the photo, yeah. we'll put a photo of it on I am talk this week, and she's made it into a blanket, and there's a lovely photo of Romeo and Juliet snuggling up. I'm not playing with my Those hands between his bloody legs. No, let's just grab my phone. <laughs> I was getting excited about Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and, and of them with this blanket. And it's a, it's a really cool idea because, you know, you get all these old T-shirts, you do a lot of races, and some of them mean a lot to you, and some of them are just races you've done along the way. But, you know, if you can make something that's going to kind of be kept in use forever, and I imagine when you're watching a movie, snuggling up on the couch, you see, oh, there's old Iron Man France. And you think, oh, right. I remember that race. And turn off the movie and let's talk about the race. That's right. And when your kids are young, it gives you a reason to talk to them about yourself. Right. Because your kids aren't that interested in you. No. <laughs> you know right. I mean? I'll find that out. You Thomas will. isn't talking yet. Isn't he? No. How, should he be? No, some of his friends are. Oh, uh, I guess so. <laughs> Come on, pick up your game, Thomas. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So that's uh, so Nurse Gold's great idea. Sponsors. Okay. Trybios.com. We had an email sent in this week. Yep. Oh. Hi, guys. Um, while riding my bike today... Who's it from? Uh, Seth. Seth. He's from Connecticut. Connecticut. While riding my bike today, I heard about the super special 20% off at Tribuys. I had oh, a question... No brainer. I had a question on fit, uh, bike fit, and after chatting with customer service for a few moments, she suggested that someone else would be better to help and they would call me back. Within one hour, Cameron from Tribuys called me back from his cell phone. He asked me a few questions which were helpful in determining size and says if it does not fit, send it back and we'll send the next size. He also says if I have a question, call him back on his cell phone. How many vendors would call a customer from their cell phone and offer that, on, and offer that number to call back? Not only did I get great service, but the price um, on closeout wetsuits with the IM Talk discount is incredible. This was a terrific experience and I recommend it to others to purchase from Tribuys. Uh, the combination of services and prices are great. Keep up the good work. Uh, you know, we get emails like this all the time and I think the one thing that's really, really important is that their, their pricing's great and, you know, go on and... Is the special still on? When does it, it finish? It is on, on, I'm pretty sure, for maybe one more week. Okay, um, so, you know, now's the time to get onto it. I'm pretty sure the code was IMTALK2009, but yep. double-check by going back to the end of last week's show. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the right code. <laughs> well, Bevan's computer's not working, so I can't double-check that. <laughs> so it's Bevan's fault, not mine. <laughs> but the thing is, sure, that it's cheap and it's great, but honestly, service is just unbelievable. And you know what, like, you know, we all like to save a buck, but you know what it's like when you save a buck and then you can't ring the people and they don't respond and yeah. you're kind of in the end, you wish you'd actually spent some more money and got better service. And with these guys, you're getting great deals and the service is just unbelievable. And you know, oh, you go. it's 20% off sale items as well. So. Yeah, so, you know, honestly, get on it this week. Make sure you do because it's, it's not going to last forever. Remember, $500 shipping internationally, $200 within the States. No brain of time. Okay, coffees of Hawaii. We're going to talk about today, John. Pick a coffee, Bevan. Pick okay, I'm going to pick a coffee. Pick coffee, pop coffee, online store. We'll go uh, unroasted beans. You love your bloody unroasted beans. <laughs> Look at this. You get a sack. <laughs> that would be impressive, getting a sack of beans. That yeah. would last quite some time. You'd have to go through a They look totally different when they're unroasted, don't they? Yeah, sort of green. For those who are purists, and the cool thing about getting unroasted beans is that, so you can get some Kona washed, how do you say that one, John? Arabica. Arabica, or some Molokai natural dried Arabica, or some Molokai washed Arabica, or some... Nicaraguan Jesus Mountain. I want Arabica. those ones, just because yeah. it's Jesus Mountain. Yeah. But the thing is, is that 
if you roast them yourself, you get the smell more around your house, don't so you? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you can just buy a little popcorn machine, um, yep. and that's what we did in studio. In studio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you just roast them away, and then uh, you're good to go. You just obviously you need a grinder as well. But it's one of those things, you know, like if you like baking, you know, like it's one thing to buy a banana cake at the supermarket, but it's another thing to make a banana mm. cake. And it's one of those things where when you've got a bit of time on a Sunday afternoon, you just want to spend some time doing something nice for yourself, to get some of these beans and get them roasting, and your house smells beautiful because you've got the smell of coffee going through the house, and... Invite, satisfying cup of coffee tell you what if you're single mm. invite someone around start doing this in front of them you'll be in like Flynn yeah. I'm just saying uh, you yeah. know what I mean nice. I'm just saying uh, okay <laughs> you can put two and two together here go to coffeesofhawaii.com and check out the unroasted bean section and you can get a burlap sack burlap sack bags select I've just done that oh, oh you just get the sack oh no you get the beans in there I don't know what happens but there you go Coffees of Hawaii, Iron Talk on checkout. Yep. Get discount, 20%. We get you guys lots of discounts. I love that. And lastly, athlinks.com. I think I've got got my latest result up there now. Oh, have you? Um, And uh, I'm getting all my club people. They're going to start. We're going to have a big push for getting the good presence of the triathlon club on there. How how are you going with that? Are people actually getting into the idea? Not yet, because I'm going to... Oh, that's get, get, coming up. Getting in a newsletter. Yeah. Um, so you're basically making the club through athletes now, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm going to get... Uh, Troy is going to send me... And this is a bit of pressure on Troy. He's going <laughs> to send me a little blurb that we can use... Uh, in our club newsletter so of explaining what Athlinks is about once, oh, once we've got that we'll put it up on IM Talk as well or it'll be on the, the Athlinks page on IM Talk and, uh, and you can put that in your newsletter and get lots of people to join up and then we're going to use it as um, as a bit of a meeting point and organising training sessions and stuff like that. Well, the thing is, is that you do that with your website normally, and the thing is, you can do that really easily on Athlinks. But then it's also just got the the community aspect. You know, like some clubs have their forums, but the forums are normally a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. And and they're often you know you get bloody spam and crap on it, so it ruins the forum. So, you know, whereas Athlinks take care of all that stuff, and it's not just you know you can have your communication through things like in the members areas and stuff like that, but you've also got all the banter you can give and the results yeah. and all that stuff we talked about over the last period so if you're you're in a club um, I would highly recommend that you actually go to the person who organises this stuff and just show them about it just say hey look these guys do this and you know show them some examples maybe even show them like the Christchurch Triathlon Club Mm -hmm. or Canterbury Triathlon Club and it's just a really good way to actually get in and do it one little thing um, if you are looking for results and stuff um, what you might want to try is if you type in your result and it doesn't come up under the results tab try doing it under the events tab and you may find it there as well one thing as well is that's a big day for, for Athlinks. 60,000 members. 60,440 members. And 481 clubs. Nice. Yeah, so and people, counting. Are, people are picking up, aren't they? Yeah. Because wasn't that long we were talking about? 50,000 members, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Love nice. their work. 111,000 races. <laughs> going places. No, million results. Athlinks.com. Athlinks. Going places. I like that, John. Going places. <laughs> Radio, anything else? Uh, jerseys, so jerseys, quickly. This is last week. They're going to be ordered on the 31st of March, and then they'll take about three to four weeks, uh, probably about three to th- four weeks to get made and shipped out, so they'll be with people sort of the end of April, start of May. Great. Um, anything else? Questions? Ironmantalk at gmail.com. Don't email me today. I can't open them. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? That's about it. John's Kitchen website. 
I don't know what's crap in New Year's, have I? Post show on Newsome.com. I'm going to be doing some updating on that soon. Oh, I've got why? to get onto it because I haven't updated it for so bloody long. You don't really use it. One means. hour eight. We started with a week, week bit of news. Uh, we, by the time we waffle on the end here, we're going to be sweet. So what have you been up to, John? Well, actually, when you come around to my place to actually use the internet today because you've yeah, uh, out-pawned yourself, yeah. um, you're going to see a nice row of trees planted outside my house. Oh, you've been it's, gardening. Did some hard labour at the weekend. Do you like, um, do you like the hard labour? I planted nine trees along the front of our house. Nine. I had to get the jackhammer out because really was it was it a buzz? It's quite hard. I was not using correct technique, and my back is consequently a little, <laughs> a little bit sore. So, uh, what's good technique? Well, you know, bending your knees, and uh, I was just sort of well, you using just, my back like a crane. Uh, don't need your back like a crane, John. Yeah, so uh, planted some trees <clears> and young trees or big trees, or they're about. About our height. I'm pretty excited about coming around, to be honest. Good. I yeah. think you've been inside. Yes, I have. When did you come inside? After Epic Camp. Did you? <laughs> it's the love of this relationship. <laughs> Today's challenge for Bevan <laughs> is to jump into my swimming pool. There's no way. <laughs> Crush's autumn has arrived, hasn't autumn it? Autumn has arrived. <laughs> it's getting ludicrous. I had my last swim last week, and I basically what I did, I jumped in and out three or four times just because Thomas likes it when I jump in. <laughs> Does he? He laughs. So I said, one more time. Yeah, one more time. And that was it. That's it. Winter now. Winter's over. Winter's you put the cover on? Don't have a cover. Oh, you know, you empty it, do you? No. But it goes with green. No, it doesn't. You look after your pool. If you know how to look after your pool, it doesn't go green. Oh, I think you'll find in a few years you'll be letting it go green over winter. Because my mum and dad always had a pool yeah. when I was a kid. And we had a pool until they left this house that they're in now. And they'd let it originally keep it clean through winter sun. Right. By the end, it would be dirty in winter. But then you chuck chlorine and it's sweet. I've got my antibacterial stuff to take me through winter. Uh, I, I, I'm always wanting to put money in three years from now. I began, told you so. Just sad. Just sad. Well, John, I have an issue. What's your issue? Ben? Well, have you played the game Scattergrees? No. It's, it's a pretty cool game at Manly. We went to, I went to Wanaka last, no, I went to Queenstown last weekend with Joe, and we spent some time with her sister and her brother-in-law, Joe, and it was good times. And we played a game called Scattergrees, and Scattergrees is a game where you have a list of 12 things. So you might have um, a car, a uh, phone, a um, uh, aeroplane, whatever. And then you roll a dice and a letter comes up. And when the letter comes up, you have to name 12 things based oh, on that okay. thing. So if it's car and it's an A, you've got to say... Alpha Romeo. Beautiful. You'd be good at this game, John. <laughs> and so anyway, that one of the things was um, it's in the air. So And we threw an A. So you could put things like aeroplane, astronaut, or something like that. Yeah. The problem is, if someone else put the same word as you, no one gets a point. So if we both went aeroplane... You couldn't get a point. So is it a verbal game or a written no, game? No, you've got to write down and then everyone right. at the end goes, okay, what do you have? It's, it's, it's a very good okay. game. It's good fun. So I thought I'll be quite cunning here because obviously aeroplane, astronaut, you know, everyone's going to go for those things. I put Aaron because my theory was there's apparently in the air, at any one time in the air, in the, in, in the skies and planes in the world, mm. there's a million people at one time. <laughs> so there's bound to be an Aaron in the sky, isn't there? Did you put Andrew, Anthony? No, I just put Aaron. Okay. Because I figured there's an Aaron. Would you <laughs> give me that point? No, I wouldn't give you that point. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> Did they not give you that point? No, but I was not happy, especially because I came last by one point. Uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> but I'm right, aren't I? Do you think there's an Aaron in the sky I right now? There is. I think. I think so I should get the point. Yes, you know I'm right. It's hurting. It's encapsulated in some, inside something else. But it's in the sky. Mm. Yes, I'm right, aren't I? So I shouldn't have come I wouldn't last. have given you the point. I didn't win Monopoly either. I didn't win Knuckle Bones. I didn't win the quiz game. I had a terrible Pole weekend. economy, that's where you want to go. Oh, man. So, anyway. So you didn't have a good weekend then. It was high. What are you, what are you up to this week? This week? What have I got on this week? I'm, I'm going to lace... 
I sold my greenhouse on Trade Me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've got this greenhouse. And I'm, I'm, I'm laying some... Uh, I want to lay some lawn down so Tommy's got a nice area to play in. And um, so I pulled up the veggie patch. Veggie patch is pretty much gone. I'm going to have a separate area for that. Yeah. I've got this greenhouse in the middle of this patch. And I think it's going to be really complicated to get rid of. I'm going to put it up on Trade Me. Someone else can do it. Trade Me for a dollar. Which trade Me is a version of eBay. Yeah. And, um, and I put it up on Sunday at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I get... By a couple of hours, it's had heaps of views, all these watches on it, and then somebody asked me to put a buy now, and I put up hundred bucks. Yeah, boom, gone. Oh no, really? <laughs> Couldn't believe somebody bought it. But so but my greenhouse. Why didn't you wait? Because you want to get more than a hundred. Well, I was prepared to take the risk. Okay. So I was quite impressed that somebody. Bought and did they come and pick it up? No, they're coming to dismantle and pick it up. Yeah, that's a good thing. So it's no work, eh? I, know, I love it. It's a win-win. So oh. trade me's great. Trade me, love trade me. Okay, John, let's finish this up. Okay, iron rusts. I'm in. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kia kaha. Kia kaha.